This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Don Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Good new video and welcome to the Bella Vita show. I am Don Catherine, your hostess with the mostess, and I hope that you have poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another great show this evening. If you're listening to me live, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to me on a podcast, thanks for downloading it. If you didn't know that you can uh, download this podcast, if you happen to be listening to me live, uh, you absolutely can. Go on over to my show page at toginet.com. Go to the Bella Vita page and you can download it there. You also can head over to iTunes, put in the name of the show La Bella Vita, scroll on down to where it says podcast and subscribe and also if you have an Apple device you can go over to the podcast icon and uh, do the same thing go on hit podcast put in the name of La Bella Vita and uh, you can download any of the shows so there you have it so, of course, uh, it is uh, St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Everybody's getting in their green spirit. I know that I am, although I'll be working tomorrow night. Um, I'm hopefully we'll be able to have something green tomorrow. I don't drink beer. Maybe I'll have something else green. Maybe I'll have some Lucky Charms for breakfast. I don't know. But um, So we're going to talk about some of the places where you might be able to go catch some St. Patrick's Day action at and uh, enjoy the holiday that it is. I'm going to drop some St. Patrick's knowledge on you because, as you know, this show show has an Italian flair and all good things always come back to the Italians and I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, Tonight's show, though, the focus of our show is all about beauty and now that winter is almost coming to an end for most of us. Uh, it's 90 degrees today where I'm at, so I feel like summer is already here. <laughs> Some of you might be a little bit cooler, but summer is upon us, so we are going to be talking about summer beauty and what you need to do to prepare your skin, your hair, and your makeup for the spring and summer. So not only will we be talking about what you should be doing, but I actually am going to give you some uh, do-it-yourself homemade recipes for skin masks and hair masks and sprays and a whole bunch of different things. So I think that you will enjoy it. And uh, just FYI for any of the men who might be joining in on this conversation this evening, all of these apply to you. So People say, I, I have gotten people say to me, every time you talk about beauty, you leave us spin out. This is not true because everything that a woman can do, a man could do as well. So there you have it. Uh, but uh, anyways, that's what's going to be going on in the show tonight. Uh, what is going on in the world? Uh, lots of stuff going on. Last night we had Super Super Tuesday. Uh, we had uh, 
Trump came out ahead once again and uh, swept several states. John Kasich won his state of Ohio, and uh, Hillary Clinton uh, won most of the states. She won here in the state of Florida, and uh, she won, I think, almost every one except Missouri. And uh, so it seems like Trump and Clinton are going to be the the nominees, although there is still a path to the nomination for all of the candidates that are still left in the race, so we shall see how that all plays out. Um, but uh, there you have it. Um, so these, uh, I think there's another uh, debate coming up at the end of the uh, at the end of this week or the beginning of next week, and uh, so we're getting closer. I can just tell you that I was happy that the election was over yesterday because I don't have to watch any more political ads at least for a little while they might at least chill out a little bit not make as many um so there you have it um what else is going on okay as you all know I love my reality shows and Monday night was the big night for all of us who love The Bachelor Bachelor Ben picked his bride-to-be, so either you are Team JoJo or Team Lauren B. Um, so, depending on what side you were on, you were either happy or unhappy, but actually, the outcome, I think, was good for all involved. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Bachelor, which, hello, it's Wednesday night, you should have watched it by now, and I'm sure that someone has spoiled it for you, but... Bachelor Ben picked Lauren B, who was one of my favorites on the show. So I'm very excited. Team Blonde uh, rocks. Um, she was adorable. I loved her. I thought she, you know, she was adorable. I really loved her. I thought she was a very sweet girl. And I think she'll be very good for him. Uh, JoJo was beautiful, too. I just, uh, they had a nice, great connection. He was very tortured. He was in love with both of them. It was the first time in Bachelor or Bachelorette history that a contestant has professed his love before the actual proposals. So it was kind of like taboo. It was a no-no. But he just went ahead and did it, which kind of caused some problems because then he kind of stuck in the middle because he had said, I love you to both of these girls. And he had to choose one over the other. And obviously one left brokenhearted and one ended up with a beautiful Neil Diamond ring, which hello was gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> and um, so Lauren B was chosen. I think it was very... Uh, it was a very nice proposal, probably one of the nice, most romantic proposals I personally think on any of the bachelors in the past. And of course, after we got to see the whole proposal play out, we had After the Rose, which brings everybody back to so the bachelor, the girl he picks and the girl that he uh, did not choose. So obviously they talked to Bachelor Ben first. He says he's very happy. And then they bring out Jojo, which was the girl that he did not pick. And uh, they discussed, you know, how they were feeling and, you know, how she was confused by the whole situation that he has said he loved her, that she was his best friend. And, you know, why didn't she pick, you know, he pick her. But they seemed to have moved on. He's obviously moved on because he's with Lauren. And um, so then they come back and give us the teaser that they're going to be announcing the new Bachelorette, which in the blogosphere out there, rumor had it that Kayla, who was the third runner up, was going to be the Bachelorette, which I was not really happy with that 
pick if that was what was going to play out. Um, she would not have been my choice as the bachelorette. Um, but, uh, so after they came back from the break, Jojo was still there. They kind of went into the whole situation again, which I couldn't understand why they would bring up the same questions again, but they did. And then they tried to throw it to break allegedly. And, uh, they said that they were going to announce the new bachelorette when they came back and then Chris Harrison turns around and said, our bachelorette is Jojo. So for the first time in bachelor history, Jojo, the first runner up, uh, is going to be the bachelorette. Cause that's usually goes to, uh, the number three person. And, uh, so that's why I said it kind of worked out for everybody involved because now Jojo's the bachelorette. She's going to be able to, uh, have her own season and pick her own man. So I wish her luck. And uh, her season is obviously going to start filming any day now. And I believe they said the premiere is sometime in May, uh, the end of May. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, my favorite, favorite one of all has to be Bachelor in Paradise, which is coming back this summer. It should be fantastic. Looking forward to that. Okay, so as you know, I'm an Amazing Race junkie because what do I talk about all the time? Travel. So Amazing Race is one of my favorite shows on TV. I have to tell you, if you don't watch Amazing Race, I tell you guys this all the time. Please watch the show. It is so good. You will see things that you will, you probably will never have the opportunity to see in your lifetime. And you get to see a lot of the customs of these certain areas and cities that they travel to. But I have to tell you, last week's episode, which aired this past Friday, they were in the French Alps. And it has to be by far my most favorite episode of Amazing Race ever. It was just magnificently beautiful. The scenery, they they had them do this task where they had to go up this mountain and they were actually repelling from a side of a mountain to get the clue. And uh, then the final thing that they had to do before they got to the mat to check in, um, they one of the um, team members had to go in parasail off the side of a mountain and um, make their way down. And I, I got to tell you, that scenery of them coming down on those parasails was just absolutely magnificent. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And literally, I have never even thought about wanting to parasail. But after seeing that, I, I am now on a mission that I need to go to the Alps and do the same thing because it was just that gorgeous. Um, and, of course, Survivor. Um if you watch Survivor, I was really upset that uh, Beast Mode Cowboy, a.k.a. Caleb, um, really scary episode last week on Survivor. If you don't watch it, you should. I know it's been on for 30 seasons, people, but it's still great TV. Uh, anyway, Caleb, uh, they did a task. Three people um, ended up with heat exhaustion, and actually one, Caleb, ended up getting airlifted out and was pulled out of the game, which was really sad because he had a great chance of going very far in the game. Young guy you know, muscles. He had, you know, obviously what it takes to get to the end of that game. And, um, two of them obviously did make it through, uh, were able to stay in the game, but it was a really scary moment for any of us who are survivor fans to see that go down. Um, and it was the first time in survivor history that, uh, they had three 
players get sick during a challenge. But it was super hot. Uh, they were out in the sun. They were exposed to the sun. The task, the the uh, challenge that they were doing took over an hour and a half for them to do. And they're sitting there in that beating sun in the sand. Super, super um, hot. So I can understand why um, they all kind of got sick. And, of course, they were have no food and they have very little water so it really makes sense um when we come back from the break because we'll be going through i'm going to be throwing it to break in a, about 15 seconds uh we're going to be talking about the uh, obamas and the state dinner and uh so we'll see that on the other side of the break um, i'm going to talk to you about malia and sasha so beautiful so this is don catherine's little bella vita show we'll see you on the other side of the break is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. Bésame, bésame mucho. was salvaged from the linguistic scrap heap by the Romans. It has remained in use in the Roman alphabet ever since, and now accounts for 2.5% of any page of written English. So today, I thought I would give you some fantastic words that start with the letter F. False eloquence is an 18th century word for lying. Fanfarinade is a 17th century word for an arrogant boaster. While a flapdoodler is a 19th century slang word for a person who talks nonsense and rubbish. A Philly Lou is a noisy uproar. And my favorite F word ever, floxy noxy knee hilly pillyfication, which means worthless trivia. For more letter of the day words, download my free app at twofunnyforwords.com. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Don't you just hate getting interrupted when you're speaking? According to a CBS Money Watch article, a chronic interrupter is often someone who is super smart, whose brain works faster than others, and they want to keep the conversation moving at a faster pace. So they'll interrupt to make that happen. What's another name for a person who interrupts? An embuggerist. Many people who won't let you get a word in edgewise might also just be excited to give their own opinion. What's a word for someone who just loves their own opinion? A philodox. Sometimes people who interrupt are those types who enjoy a little argy-bargy or debate. Then again, they just could have bad manners. For me, I think nothing is more annoying than to have someone go right on talking when you're interrupting. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. And from thence... I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. 
If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita, and here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. It's Don Catherine. It's the La Bella Vita show. And before we left for break, I was discussing um, the Obamas who uh, had the um, hosted the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie at the state um, dinner at the White House last Thursday night. Uh, it was the first time the U.S. president has hosted Canada's prime minister at a state dinner since 1997. Uh, the first lady uh, looked stunning. Uh, she wore a Jason Wu gown, which was a custom-made strapless dress, uh, which appeared embroidered with colorful flora pattern. Uh, and her hair looked a little bit shorter, a little bit more loose kind of curls going on. Um, but uh, she obviously is very partial to, to uh, Wu's design. She's worn him many times, but of course, um, he was raised in Canada, so I think that was a nod to his Canada. And of course, Sophie Trudeau also looked amazingly beautiful. She had a stunning fuchsia gown with pink and orange beading, and it was designed by Lucian Mattis. And uh, it, they just look stunning. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful couple. Then, of course, you had Sasha and Malia, who, like, literally, it seems like yesterday, they were these two little kids <laughs> holding their parents' hands while, they, while Mr. Obama got elected president. But they have grown up uh, in their first ever state dinner. Uh, they looked absolutely gorgeous and um, grown up for sure. Uh, Malia wore a name Kikan strapless dress. It was taupe with a little bit of rhinestones on it, embellishment on it, and she wore her hair down with some nice loose waves, um, and she just looked gorgeous. Of course, Sasha, the youngest of them, she hop she opted for a high neckline gown with an orny raspberry lace yoke. Uh, she wore her hair up with like some trendy braids and uh, she just looked gorgeous. And um, I just think that those girls have just grown up so beautifully. And uh, so the Obamas are my fashion icons uh, for my Incantatos this week. They just really, they're just uh, really fashion forward people. They always have been. So congrats to them on winning fashion icon. I'm sure it's, you know, not the first time that Michelle Obama has definitely made my list before, but this is actually the first time that the girls have. So congrats to them. So as I said before, um, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow, and of course everything goes back to the Italians. So tomorrow when you're out and about and celebrating St. Patrick's, if you want to throw some really good trivia at people, tell them that St. Patrick was Italian, and they're going to say um, no, and then you're going to say uh, yes, he is. But uh, because he is, uh, you know, St. Patrick was born to Roman parents. Um, his father, Calpernus, was a high Roman diplomat who lived in England at the time, but he was a Roman citizen. His mother was a Roman citizen as well, Italian, and so that makes him full-blooded Italian. So, um, 
There you have it. It is true. Uh, the first St. Patrick's Day was held in the U.S. Uh, in 1734 up in good old Boston. And um, so St. Patrick, you know, Boston, there's either Irish or Italian. That's how it goes. So you get the best of both worlds when you're in Boston, right? And uh, we all celebrate St. Patrick's Day Um very, very widely up in New England, I have to say that. But if you're Irish or not, St. Patrick's Day is really just a fun excuse to get dressed in green, praise a leprechaun, and drink some green beer. American love, they love their themed holidays. Uh, and if you happen to be around one of these cities, you really should check out uh, their celebrations because they're probably best known in the country. Of course, every city, there's got to be an Irish bar someplace. Or if you don't have one around you, you can go to the store and get some green food coloring and put it in your beer. So here you have it. But uh, believe it or not, some of the best loved cities in the United States for St. Patrick's Day, San Francisco, California. It's, it's a party city in itself, but when it comes to St. Patrick's Day, you can expect them to go all out. A traditional parade that dates back to 1852 is just the beginning. Visitors and locals can pick basically any bar in the city for a good time. So if you are near San Fran, check it out. Of course, one of the big ones, Savannah, Georgia. I'm telling you, I have tried to go to Savannah, Georgia multiple times for St. Patrick's Day, you have got to book that like literally five years ahead of time to even get a hotel near Savannah because it is so popular. Uh, but St. Patrick's Day in Savannah is uh, has about 400,000 guests uh, in the city of Savannah. Uh, they dye all of their fountains green and their um, water area is green. There is celebrations all over town there's uh, parades uh, as well. And, of course, Savannah itself is such a beautiful, fun city to go and have fun in any way. Just add St. Patrick's Day on top of it, and you have yourself a crazy celebration. So check out Savannah. But seriously, if you really want to try out Savannah at least once, you really have to plan ahead of time. Because, like I said, you will not get a hotel room in Savannah proper uh, unless you book out years ahead of time. Of course, if you want to book outside that area and drive into there or take a bus or whatever, you can do that, but just uh, it is kind of hard. So plan ahead. New York City, of course. Uh, this probably won't come by uh, a construct to many, but New York City is famous for many celebrations, but St. Patrick's is one of them. Of course, the parade uh, has about 2 million attendees every single year. I've been to the parade several times it's lots of fun uh, and of course there's an Irish bar in every corner in Manhattan so it's always a good time of course Chicago Illinois is another one that hosts a great and huge celebration uh, you um, I'm sure have seen the pictures of the Chicago River dyed green for the occasion and of course it all starts at noon at the corner of Columbus and Balboa Drives uh, and if you uh, want to celebrate in Chicago tomorrow you're going to make sure that you get there early because it is packed and of course lastly one of the best cities in the world I'm very partial to that would be Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Beantown comes out ahead for sick, significant reasons, obviously historical ones, because it is uh, south 
Boston's St. Patrick's Day Parade is the world's first recorded parade for the holiday. It was first hosted by the Irish Society of Boston in 1737, actually beating Dublin, Ireland, by almost two centuries. Uh, the parade is exciting with floats, bagpipers, marching bands, and more than almost a million attendees. Uh, it's held um, actually on Sunday, so don't fret that tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day because, of, of course, there are many things going on in the city tomorrow night. Um, and with the millions of bars that are in Boston, there's an Irish pub to be had. But on Sunday is when the actual parade is, so it's never too late to uh, make some plans to go on over to Boston and uh, check those out. So I think that you uh, will be able to get your holiday swagger on with any of those toy cities. But like I said, if you don't have a Irish bar find out why and if you can't find one of course you have the choice of making green beer at home i will tell you that this weekend i will be making corned beef and cabbage i have to have it every year um i have to work tomorrow so uh i will not be able to have my uh traditional corned beef and cabbage on the holiday itself but i will be making it so there you have it all right so we are going to go to uh what this show is all about today and that is about summer and spring beauty tips of course spring will be coming up first uh and you know the heat is starting to creep back up there for some people like i said earlier it was 90 degrees here today it's so hot so uh hopefully they said this weekend that the heat is going to go down and let's pray that is true um but uh these are going to be um some great beauty tips for you. Like I said, we're going to be talking about what you can, uh, what you should be doing for your skincare, and some recipes and whatnot. Uh, but there are some beauty staples that you can transition seamlessly from season to season: a red lip, a cat eye, a layer of SPF, even on the cloudiest days. Others require customized approach for each new season. You wouldn't slather on your thickest winter moisturizers in the summer, would you? Exactly, because warmer weather brings different concerns like burning and inspires our desires for different looks, glowy, no more makeup. Uh, I've rounded up some must-know tips for you to have your most gorgeous summer yet. So one of the best things that you can do for your skin, and I preach this on the show all the time, is take care of your skin. And you need to do that by making sure that you're using sunscreen uh, so let's start this conversation off with the topic of SPF because we already know those UVA, UVB rays are going to be changing the way we pretty much do everything. And uh, so to be pretty blunt, just use it. Um, so we're going to be going to break. And when I come back, I'm going to be telling you all about these sunscreen tips. And I'm going to be giving you those sunscreen tips. But before we go... Uh, one of the things I'm going to say is, you know, when it comes to summertime, the thing that you have to do the most is remember, always use your SPF, always wear your sunglasses so that you don't squint, and always make sure that you condition your hair. Those are three tips that I'm going to tell you that are going to make your summer much better. And uh, so when we come back, I'm going to be giving you all of these great tips and so much more on the other side of the break. It's Dawn Catherine.
This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. cats in U.S. households than any other pet. Most allurophiles or cat owners know that unlike dogs, taking Kitty for a ride in the car isn't any fun. I mean, you never see a cat hanging its head out the window, enjoying the breeze. Today's domestic cat is descended from a small Mid-Eastern wildcat. A group of kittens is called a kindle, and a group of adult cats is a clouder. What's the word for those dust balls composed entirely of cat hair? Pluffernugans. Personally, I like pigs better than either cats or dogs. Dogs are subservient and look up to man. Cats are aloof and look down on man. A pig, however, will look you in the eye and see as equal. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Does your attitude need a lift? Does your mood need a boost? Well then, it's time for a good workout. Exercise is a remedy for a bad mood, like aspirin is for a headache. Weight Watchers reports that exercise decreases the body's levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and contributes to depression. The endorphins that you produce when you exercise can lift your spirits and put you in a good mood. Exercise can act as an antidepressant drug because it produces feel-good neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. Let the benefits of exercise give you a lift and put you in a good mood. I think it's safe to say we all would appreciate it. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear more fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Come bella c'è la luna, brilla strette, strette come butto, belle faste già. Sotto celle de Roma. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. It's Don Catherine, and this is the La Bella Vita show. We are talking about all things skin, makeup, hair for spring and summer, and how you can transition into this great time of year. So, we were talking about sunscreen before we went to break. Um, and here we go. Choose the right sunscreen. This involves a few different factors. So let's break it down right away for you. Remember what the SPF number means. It tells you how long you can stay in the sun without getting burned. Any SPF of 15 means that you can be out in the sun for 15 times longer without burning than you'd be able without sunscreen. If you're planning on being outside for hours, a higher SPF may be appropriate. But slapping on a SPF 60 once in the morning doesn't mean you're protected for the rest of the day. Sunscreen wears off surprisingly fast, even faster if you come in contact with water. Even more high-quality waterproof sunscreens only have a resiliency for about 80 minutes, and that's without toweling off. So to play safe reapply often and take breaks from direct sunlight remember sunscreen can only protect you 
from sun damage. It can't reverse any damage already done. If you get burnt, you're burnt. <laughs> and as you know, I always say, try to stay out of the sun. Do it minimally anyway. Um, if you're burnt, that means you've been a bad, bad, bad skin care loving person. <laughs> but it happens. I understand. Um, be, uh, but a good SPF isn't the only thing that you need to look for. You need to make sure that your sunscreen of choice offers broad spectrum protection. What this means is it's going to protect you from both UVB rays, which cause burning, and the deeper penetrating UVA rays, which cause premature aging, fine lines, and can cause skin cancer, which we know sucks. So you got to make sure that you are using the right one. Uh, reach for a sunscreen um, that has those, um, that block the UVA and UVBs and... Uh, and go for physical sunscreens if you're sensitive to chemicals. The best thing you can do is just kind of stay out of the sun as much as possible. I say this over and over, hoping that at least I can change one person's mind about going out in the sun all the time. Uh, number two, one of the things that you need to do is apply generously. Wearing sunscreen is a great start, but it won't live up to its sun protection potential if you're not putting it on enough on. The American Academy of Dermatology recommends following the one ounce is enough to fill a shot glass rule. That means applying as much sunscreen as would fit into a shot glass over every exposed part of your body. This will tell you how long a tube of sunscreen will last probably not the entire summer. So don't lean on clothes for protection. Covering up is a great idea out of measure for protection, but experts say that the an average um, tea only provides an SPF of about eight. That's really little, right? So load up on the sunscreen before coming up with your clothes, whether they be linen or boat shorts. So don't think that your clothes are going to protect you because they provide very minimal protection. Uh, don't miss those hard-to-reach areas, especially forgotten spots like your ears, behind your ears, behind your knees, the tops of your feet, and even your scalp. If it gets exposed, it's going to going to get some leaven from the sun, and you don't want to be burned in places that you can't reach because it's even worse and more painful. Um, so make sure you don't forget those spots. All right. Um, and again, stay out of the sun. If you are at the beach, I, okay, so I do go to the beach uh, every once in a while. It's not my favorite thing to do. I typically go in the fall in the winter time because it's like the actual temperature that I like to, it to be at at this time of year because in the summer it's just too hot. Um, but when I go, I do have a swimsuit on, but I also, I don't ever just go out and lay out in the sun. I wear um, a long dress and uh, I usually wear um, a hat. I always have an umbrella and I'm very well protected. So not only do I slather my sunscreen on, I am very much protected because like they said, even though you have stuff on, it's not enough to not penetrate into your clothes. And there's a lot of reflective sun rays that are coming up from the sand as well. So keep that in mind. All right. So I'm going to get off the sunscreen kick and we're going to go to skincare uh, tips because it's super important to take care of your skin. You're going to want to try non-comedogenic uh, products. This is important to remember for sunscreen too, but may impact you more if you moisturize often and are prone to acne. 
Non-comogenic beauty products are designed to not clog pores, which can lead to irritation and blemishes. This is especially important in the summer. Hot and humid weather leads to sweat, which takes a longer time to evaporate off your skin. And combining that with the oily products isn't exactly a party for your pores. So go oil-free um, to ward off any sort of blemishes. It will help you a lot. Of course, you want to stay ultra-moisturized. You may have let up on this a little since the winter uh, has started to wear off, but you have to make sure um, to use a solid moisturizing routine. It is going to lead to many beneficial things for your complexion. You've got to remember your skin is a barrier that protects you from environmental aggressors like pollution and bacteria and moisture loss. And keeping it moisturized keeps that barrier working properly. Dry skin is unhappy, damage-prone skin, so apply a light moisturizer to protect it from summertime drying agents like sunburn, salt, and chlorine, especially if you're in the pool a lot. Um... Moisturizing is is key to keeping your skin in good shape, and that is for all year long. Uh, exfoliate at the right time. I am big on exfoliation. Not only will it help you maintain a fresh fake tan when your dead skin flakes off, the old tan will come off with it. But gentle facial exfoliation will help keep your skin free and clog of clogged pores and create a better canvas for makeup application. However, keep in mind that exfoliation reveals new sensitive skin that could be more prone to burning in the sun. So reserve your exfoliating habits for the evening or for the days when you aren't headed straight from the shower to the pool. Uh, aloe is your best friend. You need to know that it's an anti-inflammatory that also provides moisturizing relief. Applying aloe vera-containing products after exposure to the sun will calm and soothe your skin, leaving you far less likely to experience the awful scaly dryness that comes with summer. It's also said to contain antioxidants that can help repair damaged skin and prevent free radicals from doing their undesirable work. Uh, so make sure that you hydrate and exfoliate, okay? Um, invest in a moisturizer that works on wet skin. Don't skip on the after-bathing rehydration. Tons of brands make body washes that provide hydration via the oils in their ingredients list. But because we live in the future, companies are now creating moisturizers that you can apply before you even towel off. Um, so just use them. They won't leave a weird residue on your skin. Um, so there's lots of products out there that you can use and you can check those out. Uh, the other thing you want to make sure that you do is don't shave your bikini line right before you go to the beach. This skin is some of the most sensitive skin. It's prone to irritation. So shaving or waxing off layers of dead skin cells and then exposing them to the harsh sunlight and the salt and the chlorine, it's just begging for you to end up reactive and you could get uh, razor bumps, ingrown hairs, and you don't want to have that. So be smart. Time your hair removal efforts several hours before engaging in summer activities, not seconds before you run out of the door. Um, that is why I kind of am partial to the waxing because it lasts for a longer amount of time and you don't have to really worry about it um, as much. Um, I wanted to give you uh, my first little recipe for, uh, this is a great uh home body scrub that will leave your skin really nice and soft and soothed. Um, it's a ginger coconut oil sugar scrub. 
Um, and what you want to do to make it, um, this is great for after you've gone out in the sun. This is really great for any time of year. So, but um, it is a quarter cup of coconut oil, a tablespoon of fresh ginger, roughly chopped, a quarter cup of, I would suggest jojoba oil because it does not have as much as a fragrance, or you can use olive oil. Just know that if you use the jojoba oil, um, the olive oil will not overpower the smell. Uh, half a cup of organic sugar cane. If you can't find organic sugar cane, you can use regular sugar as well. Um, a half a cup of salt, and then five to ten drops of essential oil of your choice. Uh, first, uh, you're going to chop your um, ginger and chop it up. You're going to grab a small saucepan and heat the coconut oil and add the ginger. You're going to cook it for about five to ten minutes until it's fragrant. Remove it from the heat and then strain the coconut oil using a sieve or coffee filter. Uh, let it rest a few minutes to fully drain. While the, there, uh, the oil is still warm, uh, mix together with olive oil or the jojoba oil and stir to combine and let it cool to room temperature. Then you're going to stir in the sugar and salt, add in the essential oils if you want that, and then just pour it into a container. And again, um, you can use it for several months after that, but the sugar gives it exfoliating properties. And of course, the um, coconut oil and the jojoba oil are going to leave your skin really nice and soft. So you should really try it out. Um, I think you will really love that. Uh, so we're going over to um, the makeup uh, tips. Uh, lighten your face makeup. Of course, just as you switch to breezy skirts and linen blouses, dress your face with lighter makeup. Uh, the first step into your makeup routine is swap out foundation for tinted moisturizer. These sheer formulas look and feel area on skin and are less likely to turn cakey on steamy days. If you're feeling a little too exposed, uh, you can brush some powder foundation over the tinted moisturizer in spots where you need a little extra coverage on, say, blemishes or redness around your nose. Uh, but there's lots of things that you might want to do. Uh, change up your shades uh, because seriously, who wants to look like you're wearing a too pale foundation mask? It's annoying but true as your skin gets that pretty sun-kissed glow, you may need a different shade of foundation and concealer to accommodate changes between winter and summer coloring. You can even opt, like I said, for the tinted moisturizer, shade darker than you'd wear in the winter. Um, but um, match a pro tip, match the foundation to your skin on your face, not on any limb. It tends to be darker than the rest of your body. These and more tips when we come back on the other side of break. It's Dawn Catherine. It's the Bella Vita Show. We'll see you on the other side. La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Besame, besame 
cuisines and sacred rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. year's Super Bowl will air in 180 countries, and with that infamous coin toss for one day, most people will toss out their New Year's resolutions to lose weight. The Super Bowl accounts for 7% of an entire year of chicken wing sales. 48 million Americans will opt for having food delivered, with pizza franchises seeing their sales double on game day. Domino's alone looks forward to selling over 11 million pizzas on Super Bowl Sunday. What's a word for food that contains unknown ingredients? Acampucky. Americans will eat over 100 million pounds of guacamole and 8 million pounds of tortilla chips on game day. What's a word for those folks who call in sick the morning after a little too much indulgence? Our farfanoffs. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. It's Don Catherine's Sol Bella Vita show. We are talking about spring, summer beauty tips and how you can bring your skin, makeup, and hair into summer shape and how to take care of it so that it looks best so you can be summer fabuloso. Uh, so before we went to break, we were talking about uh, makeup. And uh, so one of the things that you might want to... Um, to consider is stop shine and add some glow a slick t-zone instantly telegraphs the message i'm hot 
bit, we don't mean sexy, uh, to eliminate unsightly shine in seconds. Nothing beats blotting papers. They're cheap, easy, and amazing. You just press and go. Um, so if you need to perk up your makeup, blot first, then follow up with dusting of pressed power with a hint of luminescence. You want to eliminate shine, but you still want to look a little glowy, especially in summertime. Uh, cream eyeshadow will change your life. Cream shadows often are more water-resistant and longer-wearing than their powdery sisters. Make them ideal for summertime. Powder shadows can travel along with the sweat of and oils of your face and end up in areas you never intended them to be. Uh, so... Choose a shade um, that's lighter than your skin tone or in pretty pink. Um, and some of these beautiful gems of cream shadows can double as highlighters and even blush. So there you have it. Try that. Now, a primer may seem like extra an unnecessary step in your already too long makeup routine, but when your skin needs to look poor level Kardashian, it's a necessary evil. Um, you won't regret the few seconds it will take to smooth on primer, which goes on after moisturizer, but before face makeup. Like a house paint primer, it provides a smooth base for whatever goes on next. Primers are definitely the way to go in the summer. They're incredibly light. They don't feel at all like a heavy additional layer, and they really help hold makeup in place. The oils of your skin are known to separate the pigments and foundation, making it look uneven and blotchy, so primer creates a shield and prevents foundation and your skin's natural oils from mingling. Primer delivers cooling hydration while blurring, blurring out imperfections and making you look beautiful before you can even put on any foundation. Since pores generally open up in warmer weather, which makes them more visible to the naked eye, anything that works to blur that canvas will help you out. Um, now, you can make your um, own primer, and uh, it's very easy to do. Um, you're just going to want to take a dollop of aloe vera gel, um, which has a lot of cooling and hydrating effect on the skin. Um, you want to add a little bit of moisturizer, a drop of witch hazel, and mix it all up. And this is a really great primer. So you're just going to have to, you know, measure out the consistencies, just a little couple of drops of each of them, and uh, mix it up until you find one that works for you. But it is a fantastic way to prime your skin and primers can be very expensive you can find some inexpensive ones to ones that are 40 to 50 60 dollars but literally that recipe that i gave you will give you a great uh all natural primer that you can use and be comfortable that it is going to do its job so there you have it um definitely go waterproof um, eyelashes are tiny here, so keep them well-nourished, clump-free, and free of smears by using waterproof mascara that is enriched with good-for-you oils. Uh, Rimmel London's Wonder Lash Mascara has argan oil in it, which is why I will recommend that. I don't recommend a lot of makeups, but I will recommend that. And to avoid those awful under-eye smears, apply, um, do not apply mascara on your bottom lashes. Um, the sweat and oil will collect under your eyes and it can lead to transfer and you just don't want that to do it. Uh, one of the things that you want to do is make sure you're using bronzer correctly. Um, bronzer makes your eyes look brighter, your teeth whiter. Everyone looks better with a little warmth added to their skin. So to keep results looking fresh and natural, 
apply bronzer just to the high points of your face where the sun naturally hits you on your forehead, your cheekbones, your chin, and your nose. Covering every nook and cranny is what gives you that fake baked look and no one really likes that. Powder bronzers are the easiest to apply. Look for one with varying shades. They'll swirl together for the most authentic looking results. And be sure to sweep a little bronzer on your neck and your earlobes, especially if you have short hair or you're wearing a ponytail. If we could tell the world just one thing, it would be that bronzer isn't a second step foundation if and you don't want to wear it all over your face, seriously. So just keep it on the apples of the cheeks, uh, and like we said, in those spots that the sun hits, and you will look great. Um, one of the bronzers that I will recommend, uh, because I used to work for them for years, if you listen to the show long enough, you know that I used to work for Guerlain um, out of Paris, and they have a great bronzer called terracotta they have a whole entire line dedicated to the bronzing check it out i think you'll love it um one of the things you want to do especially during the summertime is blot don't uh blotter spray you don't want to smear um if you need to remove oils or sweat from your face um you know uh, use the blotting papers or lightly touch it to your skin so it can absorb some of the oil. Rubbing will just smear all the oils around your face, which is not a look that you want to do. So um, when it comes to refreshing your face, don't layer on pounds of extra product. These uh, will, you know, it will definitely not be something that you want to use. So um, blotting papers are your friend and uh there you have it uh pick a stain in summer lip stains are the way to go they don't feel heavy on your lips and roll won't roll off with the sweat so find a stain that is super glossy for that just jumped out of the pool look um lipsticks are you know are heavy and they also feel like overkill once the summer weather warms up so like go for the clear balm or like i said pick a stain um but just because you're feeling a little low maintenance during the summertime doesn't mean you have to look it so just a simple little tint and you're good to go um go sheer rich deep colors have their place but they can look heavy in the summer so be careful of that um and uh so definitely try to keep it as simple as possible and uh try to use as much product that you can use that is not going to interfere with your sunscreen and your moisturizers and the fact that it's hot out and you're going to be sweating so keep all of these things in mind um so for your hair um you know hair is a huge thing that you need to take care of during the summertime because as we go into the ocean into pools we're exposed to a lot of uh, salts from the ocean and a lot of chlorine from the pools um, so keep that in mind um, keep it wet before going into the ocean or pool wet your hair this will saturate the cuticle of your hair with with regular water so it has less chemicals that are going to be absorbed so just picture this if you have dry hair and you jump into a pool your hair is pulling in all of that chlorine same thing as if you go into the ocean when you go in that ocean you're absorbing all of that salt into your hair so you want to go with wet hair put in some conditioner or some oils it's a great time to give yourself an oil treatment um, and uh, that way it will protect your hair and there's lots of things that you can uh, lots of different products that actually have um, summer routine hair care so check those out um, 
make sure that you clarify to get all of that stuff out of your hair, the chlorine in the, in the um, uh, beach water. Um, you, there's a lots of different products that you can use, but honestly, you can use baking soda with some warm water. Put it through your hair. It will help to clarify your hair. Um, and um, if you want to get a little beachy, utilize the texturizing effect of the salt by taking a dip um, in the ocean and letting it uh, air dry for the summertime is fine. Um, but you can get yourself that same look. Um, I've given out that recipe before if you want to get a beachy look. So check out my summer, uh, my broadcast from last year around this time that has that recipe on how to get that uh, summer texture with a spray bottle and some water and some um, salts. So there you have it. Um, but one of the things I wanted to do before I left, and I'm going to put some of this up on um, my page because we're not going to get to all of it tonight. But I want to give you a nice recipe, a nice mask that you can do. It's a coconut mask uh, to put on your hair that I think you will love. Um, basically, you want to take a ripe avocado, half a cup of coconut milk, three tablespoons of oil, mash the avocado with a spoon until it's a smooth paste, Add the coconut milk, the olive oil, stir rapidly to make sure they mix well. Warm the mask in a preheated pan for about 20 seconds. Apply to your hair from the roots to end, massaging it into your scalp. Leave on for 30 minutes or overnight is ideal if you have it, and then shampoo it out. It's great for anyone with dry and damaged hair, which is especially prevalent during the summer months. It's instantly moisturizing, and um, if you have long hair, you might want to double the ingredients, so try that out. Also, you can try another mask out, which is a moisture um, mask, uh, two tablespoons of olive oil, uh, a tablespoon of white vinegar, and egg, one egg. Mix well, apply generously to the hair, let it sit 15, 20 minutes, and then shampoo and condition as, as normal. Um, it is a really good mask for a little extra moisture and if you have really bad frizziness. Um, the other one that I want to tell you real quickly about, this is um, a protein hair mask. Uh, it's one cup of warm water, one egg yolk, make sure you use it, oak and olive oil and mix them all together and apply it let it sit for 30 seconds i mean 30 minutes uh so i hope you enjoyed this show thanks to my producer roy out in texas helping me out tonight we'll see you next week and uh for another la bella vita show Thank you for being a part of 